So anyway, what's up? We're doing a story. Everyone's over here. Oh my God. Who, who requested this? I don't know. It's in there somewhere. Can you hit that fan? And guys, it is, it feels like it's 70 degrees outside. It Have was you, today. Yeah. I mean, like now. Yeah, I think it is. Jesus Christ. 70 degrees outside right now. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's do this, man. We're actually going to Ireland tonight. This is a request by Morton. Like I said, he always requests some really good stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get all the requests out the way. I know, like, I'm all talk when it comes to three stories a week, and I'm trying. But sometimes I just cannot do it, man. I mean, that's okay. You know, it's a goal. It's not yeah. a... But what I don't want to do anymore is promise something and not deliver. Because mm-hmm. I'm bad at that. So I'm really trying to not do that shit anymore. Well, you're human. Well, for now, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you about to become? I'm confused. Oh, shit. Oh, excuse me. Has anybody ever been to Ireland? We had somebody the other day said Ireland. Oh, of course, you've been everywhere. Yes, the white rabbit joined us. She's from Ireland. Ah, oh, shit. Where's she at? She wasn't on here today? No, I mean, it's, it's late for her. Fuck, it's like middle man. of the night. Damn it. Or I should have told her I was doing this. Because... She knows this story because Ireland's pretty small. And this is like the most gruesome story in Ireland. Cool. Which is like a a random Wednesday for us for Florida man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like this is nothing in America. But for Ireland, holy shit. (laughs) Average. (laughs) All right. So here's where we're going to tonight. And tonight's story happens in 2005. So we can pretty much assume that it still looks like this. I want to go on a street and see how many like random drunk people are passed out on the road it is ireland i mean i would say it's nice but i, I don't know i i don't i haven't been to ireland is you don't this know what a to nice, compare it to is this nice for ireland seems average i don't know average i mean it's like a this is everything's old you gotta remember you know Ireland, yeah, thing is old. Tonight, we're going to 17 Richmond Cottages in Dublin. March 20th, 2005, Dublin City. We're talking about a man tonight, and I'm just going to show you this man right now. He is, well, you try to tell me what uh, nationality this man is. I don't know if you can tell. He's not Irish. Could be black Irish. I mean, I I guess. I'm just trying to make you sound racist. I know you are. I know what you're doing. I I have seen this movie before. Okay, this is Farah Noor, and he is Kenyan. Farah Noor was visiting. He's in Ireland, Dublin, visiting an old friend. Okay. A, an old hookup. Okay. A woman by the name of Kath- Catherine. Catherine. A woman by the name... I am not doing good You struggle good with the name Catherine. 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 <laughs> it's not Catherine. Jesus, I struggle with fucking everything. <laughs> it's I, cute. How it's did okay. I even, how did I even get into this job? Like, I think I failed English. Well, well it's not like anybody hired you. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like anybody can fire you. You know, there you go. This man who I just showed you. He is visiting an old hookup, and they're in Dublin City, him and this this woman about age 40. Okay. And they're already in sort of a drug and alcohol stupor. Now, the woman has two daughters, okay. Charlotte and Linda. They're about 10 years apart. And on this night, which is March 20, 2005, they were also drinking, and they were at their cottage, which I just showed you, 17 Richmond Cottage in Dublin. And they get in touch with their mom. Hey, you guys are down there in Dublin? 
Island City? You guys are hooking up, having some fun, partying? Come on, let's go. Both sisters bring the vodka with them and go meet up with mom mm-hmm. and this man. Now, they they knew this man for a while, for about four years. This man has been visiting every once in a while and kind of partnering with the mother. They don't like this man at all, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they'll party with him. They go to Dublin City and meet up with the mother and her hookup. Linda, the oldest daughter, would say the mother was, quote, tipsy when they met up. But either way, they all purchase more vodka, more Coca-Cola, and they're going to drink the night away and even do some drugs. Ain't nothing else to do. It's a beautiful night. They're already drunk off vodka. Let's all get some vodka, which is crazy. You're drinking and doing drugs with the mother. Now, Farah had some ecstasy. Okay. There were actually 12 pills. 12 ecstasy pills at the beginning of the night. At the end of the night, we'll be down to only one left. That's a lot for for four people. You have two daughters, a mother, and her boyfriend. They go to town. They acquire a large bottle of vodka. They take some ecstasy pills. They're, They're seen drinking on the street, having a good old time, and all is well. However, in 12 hours from now, mm-hmm. from when they're seen partying partying in the streets, this man, Farah, is going to end up in eight separate pieces. His torso, arms, and legs will be found in the Royal Canal. Okay. And other parts, such as his penis and his head, will never be found. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just the average day in Florida. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, though. Yeah. As I said, Farah had 12 tablets of ecstasy, and by the end of the night, only one was left. So, breaking it down, this man is murdered, dismembered, and dumped, in the, and dumped into the canal. His head would never be found. But he is partying with a mother and two daughters. A mother and her two daughters. So, what happened? Did something go wrong? And then, oh, hey guys, hey mom, hey sister, can y'all help me cut up this body? Because mm-hmm. it takes a long time to cut up a body. Yeah. They cut up this body and threw it in the canal. This is a mother and her two daughters. That's crazy. So we got to we got to see what happened here. All right. I thought ecstasy was supposed to make you like happy. You know what I mean? Uh, n- Not necessarily. Um, It just makes you f- it makes you feel things. Uh. It makes you just feel so good. Have you ever done ecstasy? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. This is the sisters right here. You have Charlotte on the left and Linda on the right. Linda's older. Charlotte is the young, the youngest. Tell me what do you think would happen? How did this all go south? Like what could have happened? You think it because you said ecstasy makes you happy. Were they like the wrong drugs or laced with something else? I or can, did they overdose? I can tell you that cutting up. a. Now, I've never been on ecstasy, so I can't attest to this. But I think it would be quite weird to dismember a body while on ecstasy with your mother and sister. Also, I, you know what? Now <laughs> I, I would do ecstasy with my mother, but but I I I can't say that that seems normal to me. Well, how about this? The torso and the arms and legs weren't found for another couple weeks. However, going back and looking at the security cam footage, they actually see both sisters, Linda and Charlotte, with a shoulder bag. Now, this bag contained this man's head. They were going to put the head in a different town, bury it, so the remains wouldn't be identified. They were caught on CCTV eating breakfast at their favorite diner. They were actually eating breakfast rolls with the victim's head 
head thrown over Linda's shoulder. On the 30th of March, 2005, a passerby spotted Barra's dismembered leg floating in the Royal Canal. And he was identified. Do you want to take a guess how someone would identify a man based on his leg and a torso? It's actually it's actually quite weird how they did it. Like, all it was was a... Like a, a toe print? All it was was a human leg and a torso. The reason you cut these bodies up like this is so you don't... You can't identify them. Because you can see someone's face, even if they're dead, and be like, oh, I know this person. But they don't have a head, so you can't do that. They don't have arms, fingerprints, stuff like that. You just find the torso. You don't have nothing to go on. However, the person who found the torso just so happens to have liked and complimented this man on the t-shirt he was wearing that night. This unique t-shirt. Wow. Isn't that nuts? What are the odds? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> what are the freaking odds? No shit. I like, well, what was the t-shirt? I don't know. I was desperately trying to find it. I could not find it, but it was a unique t-shirt. I don't know. Wow. But that's that's the only way he was identified. He would have never, ever been identified if it wasn't for this guy saying, oh, yeah, I, I know that shirt. Then this guy goes to the police and says, I saw this man wearing this shirt. He was out with three women. And that's how they get caught. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Let's talk about the murder night. Like I said, this is March 20th. So the torso was found 10 days later. Linda and Charlotte, the sisters, they're drinking vodka. They go meet up with the mother. The mother was tipsy. They were all having a good time. They all started taking ecstasy tablets Around 1 a.m. that night, the mother and this man started arguing. They took this argument out to O'Connell Street and then back to their apartment, which I showed you that little cottage. And it seems like they calmed down. Mm -hmm. The neighbors really didn't hear anything for a while. Everyone was feeling the ecstasy. Okay, it was just a stupid argument. Whatever. Let's all go to bed. Linda, the oldest daughter, was sitting on the couch when this man, her mother's boyfriend, started touching her in a, quote, sexual way and, quote, refusing to let her go. From the Daily Mirror, when he made advances and whispered how they were both, quote, creatures of the night, she became hysterical and her mother begged the girls to kill him. This man is refusing to stop touching the oldest daughter. Mm. He started I wasn't expecting this. He started with whispering things in her ear, touching her leg. She's pushing him off. Now, the whole family's there. The mother Jesus. and the other daughter is there in the room. And this man is brazenly touching the oldest daughter. And to make matters worse, he's refusing to stop and then refusing to let her get off the couch. So now the question is, was this guy going to rape Linda right here in front of her mother and her youngest sister? The mother becomes hysterical. She starts screaming, what are you doing? What are you doing to my daughter? At that point, Farah jumps off the couch and he rushes towards the mother and he puts his grip on the mother's neck. Now you have two daughters watching their own mother get choked out by this man. From the Director of Public Prosecutions versus Linda Mulhall, evidence suggests that highly inappropriate comments were made to the applicant by the deceased, which disturbed her greatly. He had a grip of the applicant and the applicant's mother started to roar at the deceased and all appeared to be shouting, but he retained his grip around the applicant. According to the applicant's statement, the sister and mother tried to get him to stop, and then he started pushing the mother 
and drew his fingers across the mother's throat. So the daughters are now seeing the mother losing her life, getting choked out. At this point, it all goes really quickly. Mm-hmm. We actually don't have the play-by-play because neither sister nor mother has ever given exact details. Interesting. Okay. But this is what the police have put together. The mother pushes Farah towards the bedroom. Now, I read in one one report, he it was like a little downstairs area. Either way, he push, he gets pushed to the bedroom. He is struggling at this point. Now, this is like 1.30 in the morning. Everyone's on X. Everyone's drunk on vodka. He gets pushed. He hits the, the wall, the door entryway of the bedroom, and he's stumbling. And then before he can even regain his composure, before he can even... What the fuck? Which he would have probably got up and started punching or something. Before he could even put his arm down to really brace him st- brace himself so he can stop wobbling, he sees a Stanley blade, which is what we, you know, what we have, the box cutter. Box cutter, okay. Yes, a box cutter. He sees a Stanley blade on his neck. Charlotte, the youngest sister who had pushed this man, had grabbed the Stanley blade because they were doing some carpet work in the house, cutting carpet with this box cutter. She grabs it. The blade was already out and she swipes his throat with it before he even falls on his ass. He's now got a slit throat, not ear to ear, but definitely bleeding. Could be very fatal, but he still has a chance to live. In this bedroom, there were bunk beds and he tries to get himself up with one hand on the top railing while also holding his neck because he's losing a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. However, he couldn't even do that because when he's holding his neck and when he's trying to pry himself up, here comes Linda, the one that he was advancing on not even five minutes earlier with a hammer. There was a hammer in the sink. Like I said, they were doing some carpet work and stuff like that. A hammer in the sink. She grabs this hammer and is also on top of this guy. Now, Jesus, but I don't think they're wrong in how they reacted necessarily. Like, I get that if he was making sexual advances on, he should be dismembered in the. I'm not saying that. I'm saying up to this point, I follow. You know what I mean? His throat's cut. He's trying to hold his throat, and now he's got a hammer coming down on him on the top of his head. The hammer, according to Linda, who was beating him in the head, she had, according to her statement, hit him quote loads of times and quote a good few times. We don't know how much, but I will say it wasn't the wasn't the flat side of the hammer. It was the claw. Oh boy. Ah boy. Yeah. Yikes. In the head. Oh a lot. Mm. Now what we have right now in this moment of what's going on is highly violent. You have both sisters. One who is smashing this man's head and their own ex and drunk and all this stuff. So, I mean, all right. So, like I said, I've never done X, but apparently it kind of puts you out of your body, you know? So you can literally, you can, I guess you could like run a marathon if you wanted to on X. Because you don't feel anything. You're just in a groove. So imagine just hitting someone. You could probably hit them like hundreds of times before you even realize what you're doing. Yeah. And that's what was going on. The yeah. the obviously the head was never found. And the head was the thing that was beaten, but it's also a good thing the head was never found because it was pr- it would probably show a lot of trauma. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oof. Especially with the claw end. We know that Charlotte, and this is from what psycho- psychiatrist and whatever they could pull out of the, the canal 
and tail of the torso, not including the head. Charlotte alone had stabbed this man after cutting his neck more than 27 times, while the other sister, the oldest sister, is on his left side swinging a claw hammer. This is a sight to see. Your mother is in the next room. (laughs) Your own ecstasy. A lot of ecstasy. So 12 pills. That's about three each out of four people. You know, that's a lot of ecstasy. Three pills each that night. Plus two, two big bottles of vodka. And now they're just like a robot hitting this dude. And they're screaming and yelling and screaming and yelling because this isn't just... Oh, you tried to kill my mom? Oh, I'm going to hit you with this hammer. Uh, uh, hit you till you're dead. This is also both Linda and Charlotte, sisters, have grown up in this domestic abusive environments. They were both raped at early ages by several men that the mother would bring home. The mother had a... The mother had... The mother has a pattern. The mother has a pattern. And according to one of the court documents, the mother herself was abused by her father, quote, and indeed her mother. So this this domestic abuse and molestation runs deep. So it's not just the sisters hitting him with a hammer saying, you're trying to kill my mother. It's also thinking of every stepdad that was, you know, came into my room when I was only 11 years old, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and the Johnny and the Jimmy and the Sam and and all these different men. And now you want to come over here and do that, too, and then try to kill mother. Well, we're older now. Yeah. You know, and we have a claw hammer and a Stanley box cutter. So I hope that kind of painted the picture. Oh, yeah, that was great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is crazy because this is this is a family affair <laughs> now granted it was like it, yeah drunken uh drug induced you know violence but all right can you read uh read the next one here in the midst mm-hmm. in the midst of the bloodbath they continued to stab the victim up to 20 times before dragging his lifeless body into the bathroom and dismembering his remains with a kitchen knife and hammer including his head limbs and penis so i saw in one report that Charlotte went for the penis before he was even dead. And in that report, the psychologist that looked at the case claims that the penis was cut off as a, quote, signal of power. The psychologist also said, quote, here is a family on the fringes of normal society. Drugs and alcohol play a large part. Farah is known to be a violent sexual predator. It's an explosive set of interpersonal relations. It takes several hours for them to cut up the body, but they have to do something with it. It's just, I mean, what else What else, What else? else are you going to do on a sunny day in March in Ireland besides cut up a body with your mom and your sister? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Not, not even with a saw or anything. You read a kitchen knife. Cutting up a body with a kitchen knife, that is a chore, man. So they all had part in cutting because you can't do it alone. Because that you had wear you the wear you the fuck out. Just getting to the bones with a kitchen knife that would wear you the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know. So it just seems like normal to me now when I told you that the next morning they stop at their favorite little diner for some biscuits, some butter biscuits. They were exhausted. Yeah. They worked hard that whole night. So, yeah, of course they stopped for some biscuits, right? <laughs> fuck. Oh, Goodness shit. gracious. <laughs> and if you're asking why this case is called, these two women are called the Scissor Sisters, 
honestly, I think Ireland just wanted to put a moniker on there and it sounded good. I think it's like an American band. They didn't use like, they didn't use scissors at all. They used it as yeah. box cutter and kitchen knife. But they cut them up, you know. Yeah. So the Scissor Sisters, this is who they are. You have Charlotte, the young one, and Linda. So tell me right now, I just told you pretty much the whole case besides besides, you know, some background information. What would you what would you sentence these women to? Every one of them, the mother, both sisters, like what are they looking at as as where we're at now? I mean, I think you're still getting um it, it, I think they're it's you could ar- definitely argue self-defense pretty successfully. Um, you know, I mean, it wasn't violent, but but it, it was still, you know, sexual. I think the mutilation of a corpse and then trying to like hide the body, you know, like those are still pretty serious crimes. I I like where your head's at, Wolfie. I'm thinking that's that's probably 20 years, 20 years a piece. Wolfie, you said 20 years, 20 years a piece. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a, a about that's probably about right. Um. I don't think it's a it's I don't think it's a life in prison sentence, but I think I could see maybe 10 years. Um, but I, I feel like if, if it was just self-defense for them to get off scot-free, they would have left the body where it was called 911. Like, you know what I mean? In order for them to have no jail time. So I think. Well, they were also still high and drunk. Yeah, which yeah. like uh, ecstasy is not legal in Ireland. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's not like. um they could have said a, that he spiked narco- you know. spiked their vodka or something. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Detective Gorda Kenna said he's the one that investigated the murder. Quote, I have worked on a lot of murders and murder is murder. But in this circumstance, the fact that the body was mutilated in the way it was after the killing and the fact it was done by women made it particularly gruesome. Well, why by women? Why does that part make it gruesome? I don't know. That- <laughs> I'm just reading what he said, dude. <laughs> I'm questioning why the w- it was done by women. How the horror... All right, so I told you what happened on the murder night. We're going with 20 years each. That's what people are saying. Let's take a look at this guy's background. Farah Noor, let's take a look at this guy's background. He was a close friend of the Mulhall family. Linda Mulhall, Charlotte Mulhall, and the mother. Mm-hmm. Since the summer of 2001. But he moved away to Cork and then returned in 2004. Mm-hmm. He was a, quote, serious abuser of drugs, end quote, and could never hold down a job. He would often, when he visited, threaten both sisters and say that he was going to kill both of them. His real name, which is a lot easier for me to say, that wasn't his real name, Farrar Noir, was not his real name. His real name is Shahilia Saeed Salim. He arrived in Ireland December 1996, refugee status. He was turned down. He's from Kenya. Mm -hmm. He said he came to Ireland because he was actually from war-torn Mogadishu, which is a lie. He's from Kenya. And his family was killed there, and he would die if he returned. That's all lies. He was just trying to get into... He was trying to escape and find asylum in a different country. He was raised in Kenya by Somali parents. This man is not a good man. He abandoned his wife and three children in Kenya and moved to Ireland, where he was granted status in 1999. In 1997, he raped and impregnated a mentally disabled Chinese girl who was only 16 years old. She had a baby and he fled. Oh boy. This took a turn. In April. (laughs) Even further turn. In April 1999, 
1998, he met another 16-year-old girl, seduced her, got her pregnant, and then moved away. The woman, who was 16 at the time, who had the kid with him, said that at first he was fine, but then he turned to drugs, alcohol, started beating her and raping her on a daily basis. Can you read what this woman said about him later in the uh, courtroom under cross-examination? Under cross-examination, the witness detailed more of the abuse she claimed she suffered at the hands of the deceased and agreed she had fears that her son was being abused by him. She agreed that she had been raped on numerous occasions and had, quote, very brutal sex with the deceased at any time and anywhere he had wanted it. She said the mother of the two accused, Kathleen Mulhall, had contacted her on a number of occasions, making complaints about Mr. Noor and seeking her advice. She suggested she should leave him. So even the new girlfriend is reaching out to this woman. Like, what the fuck? Why is this guy? What do I do? How do I calm this guy down? Jesus. So he had raped this woman, as well as other women, all underage, on numerous occasions. He had eight different charges against him. So now we see why he wants to leave leave Kenya so bad, right? He was convicted three separate times, but never served a day in prison. Yikes. He became a violent drifter. This this former partner would claim he raped her on an almost daily basis, and she feared every day that he might kill her. So this is a, it's kind of seeming like a just dessert. Is that what they say? Just dessert. He may have even committed a murder of a young woman in Duong Lohier, the one of his partners, the partner we were talking about. He said that he was going out drinking with friends and they went on a row, like in a rowboat earlier that day. And she said that he had a knife with him. Hmm. When she questioned him later about it, it seems like he didn't go drinking at all. And a young woman turned up murdered and the police are now questioning him. Oh, wow. However, he was never he was never convicted of that murder. He was not only violent, but he also had mental disorders, too. He would take lit cigarettes and not burn the women, but burn himself on his forehead. In fact, if we go look at that one picture again of this man, you can actually see where he's got burn marks on his forehead. You look closely, like right on his forehead. He would burn himself with his own cigarettes. Wolfie asks a good question, like, but when did they discover all this about him? So, like, did the mom and the sisters know all this? background about him? No, all right, that is a really good question, Wolfie. So the mother knew because she was contacting this 16-year-old girl. They didn't know about the like the rape of the the disabled girl and stuff like that. They knew he was a bad guy, but the mother has been bringing bad guys, terrible guys into the home since Charlotte and Linda were toddlers. This has been a a routine thing. So this is just another guy. Yeah. You know, it's just another bad guy. It's just another whoever. Of course, he rapes women or whatever. Mama's bringing them home, you know, and mama let the abuse happen to her daughters as her parents did to her. Mm -hmm. So like I said, this abuse and uh, molestation runs pretty deep in the family ties here in, in Ireland. The witness said Mr. Noor would drink a full bottle of vodka and would accuse her of cheating on him before having a two-way conversation with himself in the mirror. Jeez. Yeah. So now now tell me what do you think? <laughs> 
I mean, I, I think, um, like I said, I think they probably could have gotten away scot-free self-defense if it had not been for the mutilation of a corpse. I mean, yeah. I know that the drugs made him do it and then ha- trying to hide the body. Um, but I, I, I like, yes, they were justified and yes, they killed a bad dude, but. And that would have his history would have only helped their case. And it does help their case. But the you would still the, give them 20 years each. Not that I would. But I think that I think that that becomes the mutilation of the body in the dismember, the, the dismemberment and how they were trying to hide the body is what kind of is going to be their downfall. Like they're still they're not. I don't think they would. They're they're going to get off scot free. There's jail time. All right. Yeah, they they do all go to jail. But this might uh, this might not sway you. But this this is interesting. Linda, who was the oldest at the time, her daughter and Linda has been released. Linda's the mom. Or no, 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 the no. oldest daughter. Catherine's the mom. Catherine's the mom. Okay. Catherine's the mom. Linda's the oldest daughter. Charlotte is the youngest daughter. Okay. When Linda was released, her own daughter, Nikita, praised her mother for taking, quote, a dirty rapist off the streets, end quote. And if you scroll down to the bottom, you can see what she says. Now, apparently, she's never even told her own daughter what really went down. They were all real closed-lipped about all the details. Boils my blood. No one will ever know the true story to what happens. Nikita posted on Facebook. If he was the person and the three of them were in the ground, how much different would it have been? He would have killed them is what she's trying to say. All right. So they did get sentenced here. Catherine, she's the one that went to the police because they were suspected. The police were questioning them. Catherine felt remorse. She couldn't sleep at night. She was having all this stress and anxiety. So she went and spilled the beans, Mm -hmm. even on her two daughters. She got the the lightest sentence. Well, she actually spilled the beans and then she fled. She fled the UK. They picked her up in Birmingham, brought her back to Ireland. She served three years. Now, I told you about her history a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I found this quote, quote, throughout these violent encounters of the mother's childhood, the mother of six did her level best to keep her family together. Let's talk about Linda. Linda's the oldest daughter, 36 at the time. She's the one that he tried to rape. She has a history of depression and self-harm. She was guilty of manslaughter. She was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Mm -hmm. She was sentenced in 2006 and has been released since 2018. So she served 12 years. She's an unemployed mother of four at the time of the murder, and she has previous larceny convictions. So so she's out. Charlotte, the youngest, 26 at the time, mandatory life sentence in Ireland. She has previous minor offenses like public damage and public disorder. She was actually found guilty of murder. She was the only one found guilty of murder. And she is serving a mandatory life sentence. However, one of the reasons I'm excited about this case is because she is on the verge of getting out. It is is still being finalized. If we if we look at this article right here, right quick, um, this is from Sunday World. It says, uh, "Scissor Sisters, <laughs> Scissor Sisters, Charlotte Mulhall suffers setback to permanent prison release bid. She is most likely going to get out in a few years, even though she is serving a mandatory life sentence. However, that is only if she can behave herself, because she has not been behaving herself in mm. prison. Apparently, okay. She has been, uh, for instance, she has been a terrible prisoner. She has been found in multiple occasions, quote, found in a." very compromising position with prison officers. 
In in November 2017, a male prison staffer was found hiding in her room behind her shower curtain. So she she is she is not uh, if she behaves herself, she can get out of prison. And that's what I I think she'll be out within the next few years, because everyone like I mean, this guy is a fucking rapist piece of shit. I mean, he he raped these uh, who knows how many they they got him for two, one mentally disabled Chinese girl and another but who knows how many? And then he would impregnate them and then just run off using fake names. The name that we said earlier, that wasn't even his real name. Yeah. So how many other fake names does he have? But she is the only one still locked up. The mother had served three years. And Charlotte, quote, she is one of the most high profile prisoners in the system. When she is permanently released, it would be a lot for her to deal with. There will be a huge public and media interest. Like all prisoners released, including life sentence inmates. We want them to try to reintegrate into society and not return to jail. So when Linda was released in 2018, Mm -hmm. reporters swarmed her like always. And she basically said, no comment. I'm living my life now. I'm moving past this. And if Charlotte gets out, hopefully she'll do the same. Wow. But that's that is all the information I could get on this damn case. So I'm looking forward to this being, you know, coming up in her release or whatever. But that's what we have on this story. What do you think? So this is the Scissor Sisters. And this is uh, this is uh, Linda after she was released. Wow! <laughs> but what do you think? I mean, quite a family affair. Isn't yeah, it? no shit. I I don't know how. Like, not that, not that. Like, I don't know how I feel about it. But I feel um, I feel like it's hard to separate the what happened to the girls in the past with what happened with this individual, and he has a past. You know, it's it's easy to justify what they did for sure. Obviously, it was kind of like the drugs may, is probably what did them in at the end because they, they may not have gone that far Yeah, with the dismemberment and trying to hide the body type of a situation. It's funny to see the daughter, Nikita, uh, some more things she says, you've done your time. Go live your life. You deserve it. She's writing this on Facebook. The man already murdered and raped a girl with disabilities. So a murderer was taken off the streets, done her crime done her time she also says then the night it happened he messed with the wrong woman he wasn't getting away with raping another woman that night so she is uh for her mother i mean it's yeah like i'm not saying i don't know it's hard to say it's not like i wanted no i want somebody to die necessarily but i don't think they should have got 10 seconds in prison (laughs) this is me i mean he's he's a fucking child rapist i know (laughs) i know that but no. But hopefully Charlotte can behave herself and stop getting found in weird, promiscuous positions. <laughs> oh, uh, an interesting uh, question, Shram. If everyone got a hall pass for one kill, I wonder how we'd all spend it. Don't you look at me like that. No, I'm like, <laughs> I kind of really need to think about this. I need to really ponder. Wait, what if I've already used mine, though? <laughs> we should do a purge, man, you know? I mean, that might be a way to solve some things. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to get back to you on that, Wolfie. Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, I'm going to go play games. Sounds good. It was good to see everybody. Thanks for joining. Glad to have another story in this week. Yeah, I'm going to try to get some requests done. What do you want to do this weekend? What story? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Make it a good one. It will be. I was just teasing. Anyway, thanks for being here. 
Kiss out, Clean. You can come here and clean. Actually, this is a... Uh, Time to spam requests. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, yeah. you guys request some really amazing I cases. Know, this dude. was a good one. Thank you, Martin. And don't get mad because I'm not getting yours, man. There's... I mean, go in, go in the freaking request and look, dude. There's a ton. And I've been doing them mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. But if I was to do one a day, it would take me probably three months to do them all. No, yeah. more than that. There's more than 90 in there. Yeah. It'd take me like six months to do them all. But that's good. Put them in there. We're not running out of content. Yeah. Put them in there. So anyway. All right. That's all I got. So I hope you guys enjoy. And I'll be on the Discord if someone, you know, I don't know, says hey or something. But until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Kind of running this shit.